your name correctly. Katja Kastner. Great. That's what, that, by the way, that's what I'm, just so you know, that's what I'm called, Katja, but my real name's Catherine, and Katja is... Czech for Catherine. Exactly, and I've been called that since a young girl. Okay, and you're, so your background is, you were born in the United States, but to, I'm guessing, to some sort of Czech family? Czech American. My mother's Czech. Okay. Yeah. And so you came here when? I came here in 1991, March 1991. And and when you got here, so you, have you always been in the arts? Has your entire background, like your, your education and everything? Absolutely not, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I like that. But wait, let's go back one step mm-hmm. because we actually have that connection of your childhood home. Yeah. You grew up in Lexington, Virginia. I didn't grow up in Lexington, Virginia. Okay. I, my parents now live in uh, Lexington, Virginia. They've lived there for probably over 20 years. Oh, okay live there longer than I've lived in the Czech Republic. So I guess they moved early, late 80s. And I actually, I was in high school on Long Island, and I was in an elementary school in Maryland. And my father was a Navy pilot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so your father was a Navy pilot. Your mother was? Czech. <laughs> she touched, and, but funny enough, she ended up being a special ed teacher. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for English. I mean, I always say, can you imagine if I ended up being a special ed teacher in Czech? That's not going to happen. No, that no. Would be My Czech is never going to. Yeah, but she she ended up. Uh, she got a master's in I don't know what. And I guess special eds. Um, but yeah, she was teacher. And so, so your background then, you mm-hmm. were not in studying art or art history no. or anything like that. What kind, what kind of education did you have? I stu- of- well, I studied uh, economics. I, I did a double degree in economics and French. Actually, the economics is not that far off. Economics really. you can use for everything. Yeah, I was economics, say, any business. Anything economics is good to know. Then you came to the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and why did you say, oh, you know what? Arts, that's what I should go into. Um, I think it's something I always had an interest in. And actually, in my Czech uh, background, that's where I have my connections, my family connections and personal connections. Uh, so I have family here in, in the Czech Republic. Um, the ones I'm closest to are aunt and uncle, Pavel Brazda and Viera Novakova. And they were both artists. And when I would come here, you know, and we would go to gatherings or whatever, it would tend to be artists and people from the underground which is a very arty crowd. Sounds like it. Yeah. So I, that's that's who I knew. So when I came to the Czech Republic, it just was obvious that I would sort of gravitate towards the people that I knew. And I really liked, obviously. I mean, I obviously liked the arts, and it was something I also really just wanted to become involved in because I really wanted to help them. So it was, you know, it was partially, it just seemed to me that that was kind of like an obvious thing in the Czech Republic. I mean, I guess if I, I mean, when you were saying if I was in Lexington, Virginia, if I had grown up in Lexington, Virginia, I knew Cy Twombly really well, maybe I would have, you know, started off in an arts career. But as I said, it just seemed like an obvious thing coming to the Czech Republic is that that would I get involved in around the people that I knew. Yeah, there seems like there like was a, a very much like a happening and like yeah. a, sort of an underground. Is that still going on? Is that or is that is that sort of no, I mean, I'm, no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that was a certain time period. That was a very certain time period. And, 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 you know, that's what pre nine eight. I mean, or maybe there is underground, and I'm just, uh, you know, I've aged out of it. I don't know. I mean, it does, it does happen. It, yeah. I, I've noticed, like, it feels like you sort of age out of certain genres yeah. or certain. But I mean, obviously, things. the underground of the '90s or the under, you know, the '80s was completely different because I mean, that was political. You know, I mean, that was a completely different. You know, I mean, they were really, you know, 
um, you know, politically engaged yeah. and you know, anti-establishment, uh, anti-communists, and the whole thing. So, um, and now, you know, obviously, it's a sort of different political uh, climate. You know? Very different. Yeah. Having having said that, there's a lot of people out there also engaging in politics, and that's also really important. But you know, they can do it a little bit more openly, I think, and um, so it's a little bit broader uh, base. Oh yeah. yeah no. I mean, I wouldn't have come here if it was still before that. But, um, you know, there was just so much, I think it was also, there was just so much euphoria post-1989. You know, there was just everywhere, you know, I mean, everybody was just so uh, excited, you know, about the changes. That mm. that was also made it really exciting. And so a lot of things were happening and there was a lot of, you know, uh, things were being initiated and I said people were sort of really getting uh, excited, especially about the arts and being able to show again and show openly and... Yeah, it was, it was sort of a, and, you know, and that was at the time that was also, I guess, the social thing, you know, because, it, you know, there wasn't, there weren't all these, you know, wasn't clubs and cinemas and restaurants. It was just and, a way to be friendly. Yeah. I mean, it was just, that's where you met, you know, you met at openings or you met at concerts or you, yeah. So now you've had this gallery for how long exactly? I want to say 13 years, but we opened in 2006. So you do the math. Yeah, that's 13 years yeah. to now, yeah. and depending on the time yeah. of year, but yeah. Okay, and you primarily focus on the Czech and Slovak market, or just Czech market? We as far as, are. As far as artists I would, you represent. I would. I mean, I would say we're a Czech gallery. That's what I said. We're a Czech gallery. We don't. Um, we actually focus a lot on the international market. But what I'm in that, I mean, bringing Czech artists out to the international market. Right. And also, but bringing international artists here and showing. So you know, our program is mixed. I mean, half and half. I would say we show uh, Czech artists that we. And then half international, but yes, we do. We represent the majority of the artists that we represent are the Czechs. I said, sort of our, I want to say our main goal um, or our primary goal when we opened the gallery was about getting Czech artists known, sort of to a broader audience on an international scale. So just to start, we're gonna try to sort of build this up. Okay. So when you're looking at your, at let's say the Czech market in general, all the artists that you see, all the the students coming out of school and stuff, how do you decide? This one's worthy. Like, what's the what's the criteria when you yeah. start to look for them? Like, yeah. are you looking for? I mean, p- I think potential. I, or, I always or, feel like this is something that people always ask. Yeah, it's the endless question, and and, and, and I feel like it's sometimes people just find it so mysterious. In well, it, 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 but, <laughs> but I feel like it's very unique, and it, because it's subjective between the the gallery. Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily. I mean, yes, I think some galleries are unique. I mean, some people, some uh, galleries have like kind of maybe a specific focus, which might be more post conceptual. I might be, you know, obviously there's galleries that deal in photography, or there's galleries that deal just in painting or something. But um, we're just really looking for good artists. You know, we're not that. Right, but what's that quantifiable yeah. thing that defines but, the but good? I know, but I th- I think it's not that difficult. You know, I mean, I think it's very. Uh, I mean, I think it's not so mysterious. That, you know, we're so clever that we are able to choose uh, the good artists. It's something that we don't. It's not that we. I think it's kind of also, you know, this is what you see in films is that you go visit an artist in their studio that you've never met before that you know dropped a tray on you in the restaurant. And then you go and you discover that they're the greatest thing and you give them an exhibition and they become famous. And, yeah, you know, how many of your artists were that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's a movie, you know? So that's a film. And that's, Wait, that's not reality? Yeah, that's not reality. It's the same not reality as uh, all the movies about people living in New York have beautiful apartments even though they're all, you know, working as a barista or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah the big lofts <laughs> with lots of windows. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's also not reality. 
Um, it's something that you, we really sort of like do our research, we do our homework and we know our artists very well before we start to work with right. them. And that's something that like, yeah. um, when I was uh, in undergrad, yeah. there was yeah. a, a guy, George Hemphill, uh, Hemphill yeah. Fine Arts in yeah. Washington, D.C. He had this, um, it was a mythology and I'm not sure if yeah. he did this or not, yeah. but that supposedly he would follow an artist for 10 years before he would even talk to them about potential exhibition or representation. Like that was, so he wanted to see that they were consistent and they were continually yeah. growing and all this for 10 years before he would yeah. even talk to them. I mean, 10 years, you know, I don't, I don't have 10 years, Yeah, I know. It's but, much, but right? it is, but it's a very, it's not something that just at a drop of a hat, you're sort of like just taking, you know, somebody out of, uh, you've seen one exhibition you think, I can see one exhibition, I might think it's the greatest exhibition I've seen that year, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I would uh, jump to re represent that artist because I kind of feel like everybody can have one great exhibition. And you want to really see how uh, their work progresses. So it's, it's, as I said, it's like you do, you do a lot of homework. What makes it, I guess, a little bit easy for us is that um, we're in the Czech Republic. And because we do mainly work with artists in the Czech Republic, it's not that we have to travel all over the world to follow the artists closely. Mm, so true. this is really sort of a luxury, I could say with being, you know, a, re a, a, a country sort of, you know, you have like Chinese galleries tend to uh, work with Chinese artists, Polish galleries with Polish artists, Russian galleries with Russian artists, the New York galleries or the London galleries, or the Paris galleries that have a much more international platform. I mean, they have to, you know, I mean, as I said, they don't have a, 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 the opportunity to see necessarily the artists as, you know, they go through their four years of or, or six years of academy and then see all the little shows they have in all the off spaces. And, and as I said, and we can do that. I mean, not to say that it's not a lot of work, but you know, you have to run around and you can, but we can do that. And that's what we do, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's really, uh, uh, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. It's not something, as I said, that, and, and it's almost like, you know, like you hire somebody, I guess, for your firm in some respects. You know, you also look at their CV, you see where they showed, and you, and you want to see what experience they have. And then if you think it's a good fit, then then you might invite them to do you know, a training period, which would be say one exhibition, one yeah. And so you do, yeah. Uh, so yeah. you do sort of a probationary sort of a representation. Yeah. I mean, I want to say it's not really necessary. We don't think of it that way, but you know, generally we will say uh, we'll have them in a group exhibition, or we'll have them in, or we'll invite them for a solo exhibition, and then you know, see how that works and see if everybody's happy because it goes both ways. It's not just about who we want, but it's also you know who wants to work with us, and that's you know, it's not always mutual necessarily. Yeah, have you had any sort of uh, scenarios where like you wanted somebody, but they were, for whatever reason, either difficult to work with or they didn't want to work with you or whatever that sort of didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think every, out. I think every, every, yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly when we started, you know, when we started, I think there were quite a few people that really were sort of skeptical and and uh, rightly so. Uh, so there's a few artists we we asked and we said, would they? And, and they were like, well, I'm not really sure. I said, we don't ask that many artists to work with us now because as I said we have pretty full roster yeah, what, what is your roster right now how many I think about 16 yeah. Yeah. it's actually more than I expected you yeah. to say it seems it's it's more than it seems I mean people are always kind of surprised I would have said you had probably 10 yeah no we have more yeah and so as I said again that, that that's an issue that you know if we take on we only have so much capacity and so mm. if we take on another artist then we have to be willing to you know put in the time and the effort and, and so it as so we're not you know, may, I don't even know. We've, I guess, added like maybe once every two years mm. of the past, say, five years. I guess Clara Hosnilova we added last year. 
and then maybe two years prior, prior to that was Anna Hulacheva. Well, and that, that sort of begs a question that I've been yeah. wondering, which is when you bring on new artists, yeah. do you get rid of other artists? Like, do you try to keep your numbers consistent as far as like the quantity? Because you only have so much time and yeah. energy to sort of advertise publicity work for. No, I mean, we wouldn't, we would never get rid of an artist because we're going to take on another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that, I mean, that would, that would never uh, be the case. I think we've only stopped working with one artist and it was sort of mutual and it was, it was friendly and it was sort of reached a point where we sort of both said that, well, okay, we've done as much as we can do together. And that's what I'm sort of getting to. Yeah. It's like, what's the point where like you don't want to or need to work yeah. with an artist anymore like yeah. is there that point yeah or, there is absolutely there is yeah. and as i said it, it happened uh, it's only been one case and i said and we're still great friends and it was i said it was it was a very amiable parting mm. um and it's hard i mean that is hard to sort of come to that reason and say listen you know i mean it's been great but are we really you know doing anything for each other right now but did they, did they go to something bigger no they didn't they, they didn't just, want they, they just didn't want to go right yeah oh okay yeah all right well that's fair yeah yeah so anyway so as i said everyone always asks that question i I find it interesting because they really and i think but and also i mean you're an artist you know but a lot of lay people just think that you know artists are kind of like hard to find or something oh artists are not hard to find (laughs) you can throw a stick in any major problem you know they just sort of think where do we find them and i'm like oh exactly i'm like plenty of yeah, artists. artists are artists are everywhere yeah yeah quality artists is a different story yeah, yeah but as i said again you know you never know i mean there's some artists that like start out really great and then kind of fizzle off for whatever whatever mm. reason and some different take reasons. longer some, and you know, some take longer and exactly some begin in the beginning you know just don't look like they're maybe doing very much and yeah absolutely yeah so as I said, it's something you have to really sort of like follow over the long term. And you know, and when you're in the business, I always I also say go back to the economics. This is kind of like being a stockbroker. I mean, you know, stockbrokers know stocks and they watch stocks and they know the background of the businesses and they know all that. So they know potentially who might be going up and might be going down. It's not like they just make that stuff up, you know. I mean, and a good okay. stockbroker really knows their. So what, yeah. what what kind of work do you do? Like, who, do you have critics you listen to? Do you sure. Have- do you have um, other artists we listen to other artists okay. I asked I talked to all my other artists I mean I asked them uh, yeah I talked to critics I talked to curators mm. curators are great uh, source of information yeah we I mean I, we talked to yeah we talked to a lot of people I'm interested in, in people's opinion you know and sometimes uh, somebody brings an artist to my attention that I might necessarily have just walked by in an exhibition you know and but because I know that person and because I respect their uh, you know and they maybe have more information than I do, you know? They're working mm. on not just, you know, I might have just seen that one piece one time at one exhibition and it didn't impress me. And then I'll talk to a curator and the curator will say to me, oh, well, you know, they did a really and they did this and they know the artist's work better. And that, and that, and because if I respect that curator, I respect that critic or that artist because they know and they know what I like and I know their sort of, you know, what they're, what they're doing. So I might go back and then look at that artist that I might have walked by, potentially. So the two things that I'm hearing there yeah. are relationships yeah. are big. Like you have to have strong relationships of understanding, mutual respect and appreciation mm-hmm. between yourself and other people, you know, curators. And, yeah, you know. that's it. No, I mean, yeah, relationships are really, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, like there might, there's some people out there that don't want to hear, you know, they know, you know. Um, but as I said, I think it's really kind of a learning process, and you want as much information possible. And I mean, it's, it's the same if you go to if you want somebody to recommend you a book or a movie or something like that. And if that person, you know, has the same 
you know, some people might recommend your movie, and you're like, no, I'm not. That's you know. That happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And and you know, but you but you know who's gonna recommend a movie that you're gonna like. Right. Yeah. So what you're talking about, as far as I hear, is a lot about like just building strong relationships yeah. with yeah. other yeah. people in the community. Yeah. But I mean, but also as I said, a lot of it is also footwork. So I just go to. I try to. I used to do more, um, and uh, now I'm sort of. Afraid I do less, but I try to go to. I don't want to say every exhibition. I saw you at Futura last week. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, I saw you out and about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, is a little surprising because not a lot of other gallerists go to other gallery openings. I think they do. I haven't noticed. No, them. that's not. It's not to say. That. I mean, yeah. maybe I just don't know them. I don't know, but uh, or they might maybe not go to the opening. Yeah, it's, that's quite possible yeah, as well because yeah. they may be busy at that time yeah exactly but i do try to go to a lot of um exhibitions of not i mean the opening i go to the opening because uh, part of it is that you know if I, I know if i go to make myself go to the opening then i'll see it if if you say oh well i'll go you know yeah, next week get busy yeah so that that's one of the reasons i go to the opening second thing i also realize is obviously i always run into somebody that i need to talk to them something about hmm. you know so there's always oh my gosh yes i just remembered you i wanted to you know and so it's obviously you know good for just running into people and then sort of remembering that you needed to talk with them about something so one thing that actually i've been wanting to bring up with yeah. you is about art fairs you're yeah. one of the only people that i have had available in prague that mm-hmm. they are no, actually it's not true but more recently, you're one of the few people mm-hmm. that I've been able to talk to about uh, participating in art fairs. Mm-hmm. So, like, what made you start to go there? Like, tell me more about art fairs as a whole. Like, why do you choose to do them? What do they do? Because I mean, I know you're trying yeah. to get Czech artists into right. the international market, and it, it's mm-hmm. very appropriate. But why that art fair? Because you seem to choose Basel. You know, Basel is the mother of all art fairs. I mean, that's you know the best and the biggest. I mean, that's where everybody goes. That's why we choose Basel. You know. Um, that's sort of like, you know, the Cannes Film Festival of, uh, of uh, you know, art fairs. So you want to be, you know, that's that's kind of where you want to be. Um, you have the biggest audience. I mean, I don't even know how many, you know, there's something like, you know, 60,000 people attend Art Basel. So an audience like that, and obviously, you know, you're not going to meet and greet every single one of them or, you know, make an impression on 60,000 people. But it's 60,000 of maybe the most influential uh people in the art world so you get the curators the museum directors the collectors the critics the artists i mean you know really as i said uh, everybody who has anything to do with uh, uh, the art market so that's why we, that's why we choose uh basel but why we chose art fairs was because when we started the gallery uh there was no market and if there was a market the market wasn't interested in us um when we started the art fair the market uh, was very much collectors buying directly from artists from their studio Hmm. i mean there are some galleries that were working and they did have they knew collectors and they had relationships and they were well respected we we didn't we came from a completely i came from a non-profit background i didn't really know any collectors i knew a lot of artists but i didn't know any collectors and um you know how do you if you're sort of really outside of that complete circle how do you break into that circle and it's um yeah it's not easy especially when that circle is really small and doesn't want you to be you know, and they're yeah, very close yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so as I said, when we started working, you know, the, the collectors weren't coming to us. The check collectors weren't coming to us. So in some ways, it was kind of part of it was also just survival. And we just said, well, we need to 
uh, you know, get our gallery. We need our audience. We need, you know, to build our, our collector base and, and also our audience, you know, even, I mean, again, you know, just even the curators. The curators aren't going to come to us. People from MoMA aren't going to come to us, so we have to kind of go to them. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say like that, but, you know, it's also, uh, it's also related to, as I said, all the institutions, the international institutions and the curators and the critics. You have, to get, you have to go out and meet them, so they're not going to come to you. You know, they don't know we exist, first of all. And the best place to do that is, is an art fair. Uh, and this is because this is, this is really kind of the platform for the art market now, has been the art fairs for, I mean, ever since we started the gallery, certainly, if not before. And most of the market sort of revolves around uh, several large art fairs. It's really costly. It's really time-consuming. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people complain about it. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of galleries, I mean, we don't do that many art fairs, but there's some galleries, I don't know, I mean, they will do practically an art fair a month, you know, some of the big galleries, yeah. And I just can't even imagine, you know, and so... They would have to just have a full-time employee or more doing just art fairs. I mean, between the the cost of it and the time-consuming nature of it and the shipping logistics. And you think, and people think it sounds so great, but you know, if you talk to a lot of gallery directors, like, oh my God. Hong Kong it was last month. Then I go to Madrid, and then I had to go, and then I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to stay home. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's really, but this is this is kind of the reality where it is now. I mean, I would also say even for some collectors, I think you know it just also gets repetitive because you know every year you, it starts to look the same in some ways. Hmm. But in some, on the other side of it, it is efficient. You know, it's really you're there, you're there one week. Um, you just, you know, take it, you know, you meet people, everyone, it's, it's a conference, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important conference. And you sort of, you need that, because otherwise I said, you know, sitting back in Prague and waiting for all these people to come through our gallery, it's just not going to happen. It certainly wasn't going to happen before people knew us. And then we had to go out and, you know, get to know the people, as I right. said. And so I look at a lot of it also, it's just PR, it's really, some, and advertising. Right. You know, so the art fairs in the beginning were super, super, super important for us. Uh, basically, as I said, just finding you know um, collectors who would buy from us, getting our artist name out there because I said yeah, sitting up in Kamenitska and just doing one exhibition after the other for a very small circle of you know Czechs artists and critics, you know that's not self-sustainable. Getting our, our gallery known. So in the very beginning, you know nobody really knew who we were, nobody paid any attention to us, and you have to keep coming back and you have to keep showing that you you know have interesting if you're you're doing interesting things, working with interesting artists. But it has to be a super proactive thing. And art fairs, as I said, are, are really the best, best way to do it. You know, there's, I said that there's, there's, you know, I said there's a lot of uh, criticism around them, but I still, I, I don't think anyone's come up with a better formula at this point. Don't look at me. I've, yeah. I have no opinion really of them. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've worked in them. I worked at a gallery and we did yeah. one and yeah. it, it ended up just being a wash, like yeah. literally like as far as financially, mm-hmm. um, when, you know, we sold enough work to cover all the costs, but that's it. But I think, you know, for me is that I don't really go, I don't see, I wouldn't, I, don't, I think for, uh, I feel it's a mistake to sort of say, okay, in one week, this is how much I sold and this is how much it costs me because the, um, as I said, it's advertising, you know, so it's sort of like if you put an ad in art form and then the ad ended at the end of the month and you said, how much business did that bring me? You know, it's not, you can't really quantify it that way. You right. Know? You're, you're, you're a, a bit different than a lot of galleries in the world. You, or 
I shouldn't say that. You're a bit different than regionally a lot yeah. of galleries, at least, because you yeah. think more about the lo- what I would call like the long game, yeah. the long con. Like yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, yeah. you're you're in it for the long haul, yeah. and you're worrying. You're interested in, in building reputations as and building careers, not only your artists but even your yourself and your own reputation, in your career, and, and and trying to get make it stronger and better and bigger, so that it basically you can do more with it. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's absolutely the long haul. You have to because, and so I said so for. So this is this is what I said I think it's a mistake to say that this is how much I sold. I mean, having said that, of course, there's the realities, and a lot of for young galleries starting out is that you only have so much money in the bank, and so you can't empty out your bank account to pay for an art fair and then not come back and have money. You know, this is you know they can't afford to invest so much money up front, and art fairs are a huge upfront investment. Even if you make money at that week. You're paying all your costs six months at least in advance. You know well, you and, have to pay up front. Your gallery has to be closed while you're away, yeah, more yeah, usually. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a huge upfront invest, investment. And I said for young uh, galleries, I mean, even you know, I mean, even for us sometimes, you know, when we're sort of depending on what we're doing, depending on the art fair, some art fairs are more expensive. You know, you have to sort of think, okay, well, can I afford, you know spend a million crowns and um, maybe not, you know, see it for, you know, <laughs> you know, not get back. For three yeah, years. Yeah, I said, you know, it's it's uh, like if a million crowns disappeared from our accounts, you know, would that, would we live, you know? I mean, with the, you know, and you never want to take the risk that if it did, if that's how much it's going to cost you and you lost all that money, you know, it's a gamble on that gamble. You don't want to have to go to bankruptcy because, you know. So, I mean, we would never do anything so, you know, we would never gamble away the farm. Right. So you're not a risky investor. Yeah. I, well, I'm not a risk taker. <laughs> I'm not a real risk taker. No. Okay. Some people are more risk taking than others. And so you're, you're, yeah. you're, you, you seem like you're very methodical, thoughtful, yeah. and, and, and uh, sort of uh, controlled uh, planner for, uh, again, In for a the kind long of kooky haul. way, yes. I yeah. don't, well, no, I haven't seen you as kooky. You can yeah, define yourself how you want. I, I don't define you as kooky. Mm-hmm. But but you you seem to you 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 put a lot of good uh, research and planning and thought and into like all the different moves that you make like the choice to go to art fairs and yeah. the choice of which art fair you probably did lots of research talked to lots of people. Yeah, we think of, about it all the time. I mean, we just non something. But I mean, most galleries do. You're always like, okay, does it make sense? Did we go here? Maybe one year it makes sense. Maybe the next year it doesn't. You know. Is it is it something where because uh, I've heard different yeah. things from different galleries? Like, yeah. is it, do you do you choose a individual artist and and just show one artist, or do you do a large group of artists? Or? Well, we started. I mean, the first, you know, I mean, really up to now, I would say we've done a lot of solo shows at art fairs, and I really love doing them. I really prefer doing them. I mean, part of it in the beginning was uh, if you're bringing um, artists that the international market doesn't know. You, just to bring one piece by five artists doesn't make any sense because there's no context. Yeah, there's not enough to yeah. understand their yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. So if you do a solo project, then all of a sudden you're, you're doing a small exhibition and there's a lot of context and you can really uh, introduce their praxis. You know, you can say this is what they do and people can see, uh, uh, you know, what the artist is working with and the different sort of ways that it can manifest itself. And but also, quite frankly, is that uh, solo shows were cheaper. Yeah. Oh, so there's a difference yeah, between. Yeah. So okay, so you, many I, maybe fairs. I don't understand art no, that's fairs. okay. No, many fair, many art fairs will, uh, and it's but it's also kind of competitive. But they have these like special sections, like Freeze has Focus, uh, Art Basel has Statements, 
And these are specific uh, um, sections that you apply just for the section. Okay, so there's the booths. Yeah, the, 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 gallery the, the section. Gallery, the gallery, okay. So That's a gallery, gallery section. section. And then there's these statements section. Yeah, there's a is... statement, or they call it focus, or they call it, I don't know, they all have different names. And, uh, and these oftentimes uh, are for either younger artists or historical position or a curated section, you know, that are sort of like more focused in there. And they're actually, the art fairs are doing it because the art fairs are trying to bring more interesting presentations from a artistic presentation, curatorial kind of, you know, not just like a garage sale, you know, they're trying to. So, and to do this, they tend to be riskier for the galleries, actually, because if you're bringing, you know, uh, five pieces by five different artists, like, you know, maybe three of them will sell and, you know, maybe two won't. Or, but, you know, you're sort of spreading your risk among the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just bringing one position, one artist with one project, it's a little riskier because if nobody likes it, then nobody likes it. Then right. you're, you know, you can't be like, well, and how about this? Yeah, if all, you, all your eggs are in one basket, literally. All your eggs are in one basket. So it tends to be riskier. Um, and so therefore they uh, discount the price because it's more interesting for the collectors to go and see these really sort of special uh, curated or, you know, position or solo shows. But it also can be very competitive. You know, so something like art statements at Art Basel, I think there's only 16 galleries chosen. Um, and they're different every single time. I didn't read 12, I can't remember. But it's it's very, very competitive also. As I said, for us, um, it made more sense for these, you know, for these reasons. And, and the, that I said it was more economical. It's more interesting for us. It gave more context. It introduced our gallery better mm-hmm. uh, to the scene. Now we're kind of at a point where uh, I really think we need to start doing um, gallery. Um, uh, booths. Yeah, booths. And, you know, I mean, I said, I, and, I, and for, for me, it's just also, I really just enjoy doing the solo ones. But I think, you know, it's just for, I think it's time for us to like, sort of take a step up and, and move up to the gallery. Uh, um, I mean, maybe not for every art fair where it makes sense and present, you know, more of our artists' work. And it's also, it's, you know, I also realize the responsibility for the other artists that we represent is that we're not just, you know, doing solo shows of the artists who happen to be, you know, big right now. I've heard stories just, you know, through the internet, whatever, about um, galleries basically saying like, oh, we'll take you to an art fair, to an artist, mm-hmm. uh, but we ask you if you put in some money to yeah. participate in it. Is this the kind of thing you... Or, or like, no, we, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you seem like you would be the people who are investing all the time and money. In it. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much invest all the time in the money. I mean, obviously, you know, um, a lot of artists invest in their own production. You know, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. would never expect no. a gallery to invest in the production of well, the Well, we've art. done that as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it depends. It depends on the project. When we're doing these really special so- uh, solo projects, we, we oftentimes do... But uh, no, we don't. We would never ask the artist to give us, you know, money to cover the stand or anything like that. Along with that, so um, mm-hmm. are you completely private? Because uh, yeah, here in the Czech Republic, yeah. I've been hearing stories about uh, funding from municipalities and support from different things. Well, are, we're, I mean, we're you... we're completely private in terms of we're an SRO, so we're a private company, completely private. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that's, I, I know that's SRO like a, a that's a that's a yeah. yeah we're registered as a business, right. a corporation. Um, and we, and uh, to go back to, I said that I think that's important was to state because when we started uh, the gallery, we thought that it was really important that it really was a private commercial gallery that was registered as a business because there was a tendency in Central and Eastern Europe to uh, have sort of very blurry lines between non-profit and profit. 
And that's sort of what I'm getting yeah. towards. And that. so, you know, like they're registered as a nonprofit, so they don't have to pay taxes. Is, okay, that's yeah. what it means here, yeah, is yeah. they don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, they don't have to pay taxes. That's nice. And But they're doing commercial things. Right. And it's, as I said, and also, and, and oftentimes, and they, and they say it so that they can get grants. And they say, you know, this is the whole reason so they can get grants. And I said, but it's very, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not transparent. And we, and, you know, there's a lot of, so much not transparent. It's, this Central and Eastern Europe sort of, so and we feel like transparency is a really important thing, especially if people feel the art market in itself is very untransparent. So that we would sort of like try, you know, we would make a commercial gallery. It's going to be a commercial gallery. It's going to be a private gallery. We're going to do it like you know, according to the rule book. Having said that, we also do apply and get grants. Oh, yeah. Well, but it, so, se- it seems different yeah. here in this region. Like it seems like for-profit or, or whatever we're going to call it, businesses can apply for grants yeah. in this region yeah. more than I've ever noticed anywhere else. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, so, and you know, I mean, we're not hiding anything. They know what we are. We, by applying for a grant, we got to, you know, put all our cards on the table on our books so they know how much money we make or how much, you know, uh, we don't. And we tell them what we're going to do with it. And we tell them, you know, what, like I said, again, you know, we go and we can say, well, we're going to go to this art fair and this is what we're going to show and this is how much it costs. We guess we'll probably make this amount, you know, mm-hmm. but, and we need, it'd be great, you know, we need help to, to, to cover uh, what we estimate, which is really hard, obviously, to, to be the difference. And we have gotten grants. And I think, because also, I think there was also, number one, I think there was appreciation that, you know, if you're upfront and you say, this is what I'm going to do, and it's a really hard thing, and it's, but it's really important, you know, to get Czech galleries out there. The, I mean, the, the Austrian um, galleries are all uh, covered at art fairs by mm-hmm. the Austrian government. Many, I mean, not all, obviously. You know, I don't think that in the U.S. they do. But, you know, I mean, this is not something which is in any way unique in the art world. I think, number one, they appreciate it. You know, if you're, if you're upfront about it, then and people know what they're funding and why they're funding it and what's the... Then they will consider it. And the second thing, I also think there was actually a growing um, appreciation of how important it was. And I think pe- nobody really knew. Nobody had been to an art fair. Nobody had any idea what, you know, yeah, what it was like, uh, why you should be there, who came. And, and, and nobody had cared in the past to find out. And I said, but I think that was changing. And so people started to realize how important it is. And I always say, you know, I always use the example of, is if I said, listen, if um, uh, films, Czech films, are heavily um, uh, supported by the Czech government, yes. they're also, you know, you buy a ticket to go to the theater. Everyone's paid in the film. You know, this is not a not-for-profit uh, business. Sure. You know? Um, and if some uh, uh, Czech film um, got, you know, to Cannes, was accepted at Cannes and was going to be, you know, shown on the center stage or whatever, or wherever the cinema number one, um, you know, you know the Czech government will be there funding everything, every funding the trip, you know, paying for people to go or whatever, sure, all yeah. the fees and the tent and I don't know what, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's not free. <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> But again, you know, this is like a money-making deal because they go to con, they get a lot of, you know, contracts, they sign up, then the film, you know, gets uh, advertising. So, you know, it's, but in this is in, in many ways the same thing. So if you're... I'm not questioning. Yeah, no, no, but I'm, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. So I try to, you know, show people that this is, you know, there's not that much of a, a difference between, you know, these things. Well, I, I see no yeah. problem with it because, I mean, it, yeah. realistically, like, yeah. you're... you're but, but, but I think people started to realize it. And I, I think before there was this idea is that just, <laughs> your corporation means you make a lot of money. And, you know, I mean... Mm. 
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There are and lots the, of corporations and that don't big, even make money yeah. at all, much less a lot yeah, of them yeah. money. And, then, you know, so I think there was this just also, and again, this goes back to the movies where you're going to go off and you're going to go to Basel, you're going to go to wherever, and you're going to take everything and every, it's going to sell out in the first two hours, and then you're just going to sit back and kick up and, you know, drink champagne all week long. And that's also just in the movies. You know, that's also, that's not the reality. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, the, uh, I've been participating. Yeah. I've been yeah. in the back parts of a yeah. Art Abu Dhabi and Art yeah. Dubai for the past six years. And I mean, the people will sit there like and uh, wait and wait and wait until Be nervous. The, literally yeah. like the minute before they put it into the yeah. crate to yeah. ship it back before yeah. somebody will come. A lot and go, of nervous. Well, OK, fine. I'll buy it for this lower price yeah, right exactly. here at the absolute yeah. last minute. And, yeah. that, and it's, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. So I but so I think there was so we do we do get uh, funding and we're. I mean, so grateful for it. We're super grateful for it. I think uh, it's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I am in and, no way a negative yeah. about it. So we are, so we're private, we're fully private, but mm. we do receive uh, funding uh, uh, from the city of Prague and from well, well, uh, Ministry of Culture. And as yeah. I said, this, and this is, this is a great thing. And, 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 um, but it's something that maybe like, you know, 10 years ago um, wasn't happening. 10 so years this ago. this is new. When we started, exactly, it's relatively new. When we started, we were trying to get money for the art fairs. Nobody would give it to us. We went to the Ministry of Culture and we went to the Prague City and we said, listen, this is what we really need the money for the art fairs. This is what we really, because I said again, this is a huge, you know, investment that you have to do before. And, you know, if you don't have money in your bank account, you know, how to, it's the catch 22, you of know, course, yeah. you know, where, how do you start? And back then nobody wanted to do it. As I said, that was, it, was, it had to change your cultural policy a little bit, but it has changed. And that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean it's an investment on their part yeah. to, to make you better and then get yeah. more publicity. So basically in the end, more yeah. people are going to come and participate in the yeah. tourism and the culture of this yeah. region because you're out there yeah. publicizing about the Czech yeah, art yeah. scene. Yeah. So, I mean, it's you to know, their and, benefit. And, and what we also, we found is that it was sort of, uh, amusing when we started to go out and they said, we went to the Ministry of culture and said, we really could, you know, be great if we could get a grant to go to the art fair. And they said, well, we don't do that. So we went to the Ministry of trade because they said, oh, well, that's a trade fair. And we went, okay. So we went to the Ministry of trade, which funds trade fairs. Yeah. Yeah. And we said, listen, uh, we want to go to a trade fair and we really would like to have funding for, you know, check product. And they said, oh, no, I'm sorry, you're culture. We don't do that. You have to go to the Ministry of Culture. So yeah. that we found that kind of amusing in that, again, you know, the Ministry of Trade was funding all this private business, you know, the tourism industry, the Czech wine industry, Czech glass industry, all these industries to go and go to these trades. And as usual, unfortunately, culture and arts kind of falls through the cracks. Yeah, not uncommon, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's changed, I said. So that's that's a good thing. Well, it sounds like it's getting better, at least. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And it seems like from all the stories I'm hearing yeah. about the way things were, mm-hmm. everything I keep hearing is positive, positive, positive. I don't really hear stories of, well, this is getting worse. Uh, I hear about the the buyers becoming more educated, the, the artists are getting stronger, the international markets showing more interest. Like, I mean, everything mm. seems positive. Yeah. I mean, I think probably maybe, I don't want to say the artists are getting stronger. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, well, I don't know really know that I could weigh in one way or other on that. But what I would say is I do remember František Scala coming up to me recently this year at some opening. And he said you know, you guys are doing such a great job with, and it was particular, I think we just come back from Hong Kong. He said, you're doing such a great job with Anna Hulacheva. You know, I really just, you know, I really, he goes, I really admire you. And he goes, you know, I think, I don't know if you remember, but I think 
I don't know if it, which uh, Venice Biennale, but very shortly after 1989, the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia, I don't know if it was Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia at the time, uh, František Scala was one of the first Czech artists to be in the Czech Pavilion, mm-hmm. the one I remember. And he did a project where he um, walked to Vienna and did this book. And I don't know. Anyway, whatever. He was in the, and he said, you know, when I was in Venice Biennale, and he goes, and there was all, it was, he goes, it was so confusing for me. And he goes, and I, you know, at the, in Venice, there were all these people around me, and everything looked like it was going to be so great. And there was, looked like there was going to be all this promise that my career was going to take off. And he goes, and then I went back to the Czech Republic, and he goes, and I sat there. And he goes, I kind of waited for the phone to ring, and it didn't. And he goes, you know, and I look back now, and he goes, you know, if I had had a gallery or something, he goes, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, somebody would have helped me navigate this whole sort of experience. And he wasn't, you know, I mean, he wasn't sad, he wasn't bitter, and I don't think anyone's going to say that Frantishek Scala has had uh, an unhappy, um, you know, career or what have you, sure. and, you know, he's very well-known and everything. But for me, that was really that he said that, uh, you know, he wasn't jealous or he didn't want, you know, anything uh, from me, you know, <laughs> sort of post, you know, retroactively to go back and yeah, try. Yeah, make up for that. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, for me, I thought that was, you know, that I really took that as huge, huge, huge compliment that, you know, he recognized that, yeah, that, you know, this there were good artists back then, but without having you know oh, the galleries of people, from the past. they actually a lot of them again kind of fell through the cracks. So, you know, maybe yeah, as I said, maybe lost opportunities. Throughout the world, there are always a yeah, bunch of lost yeah, opportunities yeah, yeah, yeah. for various reasons. Yeah. This one just happened to be political. Yeah. At least that didn't last horribly yeah. too long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you see for your future? Where are you? What's what's the gallery going to be growing into? What's We're your, just in going to keep growing. Okay. <laughs> just kind of, you know, more, growing more, up. More partnerships, more, uh, more uh, like large, different spaces, multiple spaces. Like no, I mean we've already, you know, this is already our second space. So we were in Kamenitska before. We had a much smaller space. We moved here. I want to say about seven years ago. Yeah. This is our second space. We've already expanded here. So we opened uh, two years, three years ago, a project room upstairs that we do two to three exhibitions a year. Um, This office that you're sitting in right here, this is new. We did this this year. Which is lovely. And so we're really, you know, I'm not looking for more necessary square meters to exhibit things because that's... You know, that's work, you know. Sure. You know. So you're still really, you know, the name of the gallery is Hunt Kastner. Right. And so you're partnered with? Camille Hunt. Camille Hunt. And you all are sort of like, um, it's, it's, is it a, is it a 50 50 partnership or is it I like mean, yeah. one of you does one thing really, really well and one does another exactly. thing? Exactly. Really, really well? Each of us have our own things that we do. Yeah. Exactly. Own things that we do well. And it's not super definable. It's not like, you know, uh, uh, and, it, and it also depends. You know, it's great. What's great about having a partner, and I, I feel so sorry for the, uh, the other galleries who are on their own, is that, you know, when you do go away for two weeks' vacation, you know, that somebody's going to be sitting here and can take care of it. I mean, basically, Camille and I, you know, we can uh, switch in and off in for each, each, you know, we know every bit of the business, you know, uh, when we're both, um, so if I'm not here, you know, she can do everything and vice versa. That but, is very nice because yeah. a lot of businesses don't have yeah. that. Yeah. So, and anyway, I said, you know, and that's just a, a lifesaver. Obviously, yeah, there's always, you know, we're, I said it's always a very good thing. And sometimes that we're different 
because yeah we, you know so we each of us have our own sort of like things that we're we're better at doing or enjoy more more suited to when it comes to the business of the arts yeah. so more sort of the selling and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff one of the big questions i've been that, that I keep coming up with conversations is uh the internet is it um does it work for you does it actually create sales or is it more of a just sort of a public relations things that then brings people in what i mean i think i think mean, the thing about the internet first of all is you know it's just made a huge it's communications i mean it's just about communicating imagine you know yeah, the fact, you know, I mean, part of it is a problem because, you know, like, you know, as you wake up in the morning and you turn on your computer and you see 50 emails coming down. Well, I don't, but maybe you. <laughs> and then, you know, and it's all people who want things uh, done, you know, so, but it, but it has just facilitated communication across the world. So again, Certainly. you know, we can deal with all these uh, collectors and, you know, we met in Hong Kong. It doesn't matter anymore, you know, uh, that we're sitting here. So we have this, you know, it's, it's opened up uh, this whole communication with around the world. Um, the other thing is obviously, you know, having uh, documentation on your website is people who can just like click in and figure out who you are, who you're working with. So there's, you know, your um, full resume sort of uh, there on the website for people to, to refer to. And I would say to some extent, uh, we don't really, I don't believe in selling from the Internet. I'm not a, you know, I yeah. know that this is like this is maybe where you're going because a lot of people's are sort of interested if this is going to be the new future if this is what we're going kind to do it's going to be yeah selling from the internet putting things up and this well, is even, even just putting prices on the yeah. internet like i know a lot of galleries yeah. and i believe you're one of them that does not yeah. put prices yeah. on the internet yeah and we don't and actually all the works that's just here on our web page is documentation it doesn't mean that it's for sale because again what we're trying to do is we're trying to have the uh you know we want people to click on it and to be able to see daniel pitching and see what he does not what's for sale um uh, and 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 then if they like what he does and they might be interested in buying something but it's really right. important for us to show the the documentation more so than absolute works so i do have a problem uh i don't or i don't have a problem i don't think that that's um you can buy art certainly like the art that we're showing i want to say because it's not if it's about aesthetics if it's just about what you want to know that maybe it's going to look good hanging in your living room mm. i think you can buy it on the internet and I'm, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do or i would look down on somebody like that or that that's that's just a completely different thing than we do right well i mean yeah. i was in san francisco around the yeah. dot-com sort of boom and all that kind of stuff and so there were um, website after website saying like, oh, you can buy art online now, yeah. you know, it's kind of, and yeah. they've all now sort of petered out. They yeah. all have, uh, yeah. sort of ended. I don't think any of them are still going strong. Mm-hmm. So it's it sort of, you know, there was the idea of it and it yeah. seemed to have failed. And yeah. so like now, how, how is it going to recreate itself? Is it going to do it differently? Is it going to happen that way? I mean, your work is a bit different. Your yeah. your, your work is, you know, when I think of you, I think of um, the that book, the $12 million stuffed shark. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard well, about this? Yeah, of course I have, but I hope, I'm hope i not sure if that's... Well, well no. Because, well, because the, when I think of your gallery, I think that you all are the, uh, the, the sort of gallery that... Uh, prides itself on getting its artists into uh, certain exhibitions and certain museums and certain collections and things like this. And that's sort Mm -hmm. of your... As a gallery, your focus is to to build their careers by getting the the artists into these places in the way that was described in that book. Yeah. Well, no, and yeah, I mean, we're not. It, our, our, 
you know, it helps sales, you know, so it's not like we're against, I don't want to say, you know, our, our aim is to do that and not to sell. Of course, our aim is to sell, but we just feel like the selling, we want to not to be to anyone at any time at any cost. Um, and the best way to sell is to build the career of the artist, you know. So there, you know, it's it's not that we're against sales. You know, I've had people come up and say, oh, it's really great, you're not really interested in sales. And I say, well, you know, let's, you know, all fairness, we are interested in sales. Who says that? Well, so, you know, and, and I mean, because it might, you know, we will say sometimes, for instance, I mean, I will say when we have an exhibition here in the gallery in Prague, I'll say, listen, it's not about, you know, I'm not going to choose a work because the one that's going to sell well. And people go, oh, that's really great. You're not interested in sales. And I say, yeah, it's not about that. It's just that, you know, the reality is we're probably not going to sell from the exhibition anyway. No sense hitting myself over the head trying to. So instead, I'd rather put on a really great exhibition that I'm really going to like that, again, it's going to, like you said, build these relationships and you know and, and and experiences and that people are going to remember seeing then try to just put things on my wall that I think people are going to sell that they probably you know buy that they probably aren't going to anyway because the market here just isn't strong enough which was the next question I was yeah. just about to ask yeah. which was like your, your percentage <laughs> yeah. of sales how many are local like how many how, how often do you sell out of the gallery or how much do you sell sort of from international buyers, whether it's from yeah. uh, art fairs or yeah. however else. And then, and this is where you go back maybe a little bit to the internet is that, so say we go to what can often happen is I said, we'll have a really great exhibition. Somebody will come in. They're not, maybe they'll just like the exhibition, a collector or a curator or a, 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 a critic. They'll tell someone it's about us and somebody, you know, they'll go back home wherever it is. They'll tell somebody about us and somebody will then write us an email and they say, Oh, I heard, so and so visit your garden, they really like, and you, I, this artist, I saw her in some exhibition, and can you send me her portfolio and, uh, and tell me what uh, work you have available? And we may sell something from that. Sure. And that happens also at the art fair. So maybe we're showing artist A, a uh, collector comes, they're not interested in artist A necessarily, but they're interested in artist B. They see we also work with artist B. Again, they'll write us maybe you know, a week later, maybe six months later, maybe a year later, or maybe they'll come visit Prague and they'll just stop by and they will buy uh, something from artist B from us who might, we might not be exhibiting, but we happen to have in our storage and our depository, as we call it in our world, in our inventory. Mm-hmm. So, the, and the, I'm going to go back to the internet. So obviously the internet helps us because, you know, we do, uh, I would say, you know, we send out a PDF uh, portfolios of available work and we do sell work um, from that. But these collectors, I would also say, say generally, again, it's not uh, the art business. People don't walk in off the street. And generally, I'm saying we have sold from exhibition artists that the collector didn't know before and they saw for the first time in the exhibition. But the reality is uh, collectors, uh, big collectors, serious collectors, also do their homework. Hmm. So they know who they want to buy before um, they do. And when they go to the art fairs, they do their homework. And they already know when they walk into, oftentimes when they walk into the art fair, they know exactly which gallery they're going to and which artists they're interested in. Sure. Actually, and I have another question. Because we're in this lovely new room with this beautifully custom-made bookcase that you all can't see, but Mm -hmm. um, just believe me on that. You all produce catalogs and books even still today with of your exhibitions and your artists. And I've been noticing this a lot more uh, recently in the past, I'd say like five years or so, that sort of um, f- physical catalogs and books are sort of almost coming back into style. Like, well, I don't know if they're coming back. To, I'm, I, I, we don't produce uh, catalogs. Don't. Oh, we don't okay. actually. 
I know we have a lot here, <laughs> but we uh, help finance. Um, yeah. But we don't really produce exhibition catalogs. As a matter of fact, I think that was kind of something more 90s. And a part of it is is that, you know, it was a lot of work, first of all. But secondly, generally, most of all these catalogs that you see, they were produced by an institution for the artist. And then maybe we helped, you know, fund them, you know, or we bought them or something like that. But it's more important that, you know, I mean, anyone, I don't want to say anyone can pay to have a catalog made. That's you know? true. You know, I mean, anybody with money can have a catalog of their art made. Exactly. But it's more important, you know, if the institution is willing to give the artist an exhibition and with that a catalog. So it has more meaning. There's like more, it's, I guess there's more sort of meaning. Yeah, a little more gravitas if it has an institution. There's a very large gravitas. Sometimes we also, as I said, you know, some of these, some of these uh, books that you see here, are also, I would call them more, maybe not even execution, they're like more like artist books. I love artist books. Yeah, so it was an artist project, you know, so the, it was, it, that's also, and that's something, again, you know, it'd be published by someone else, might help find the publisher, but, and we might help fund it to a certain extent, but it, you know, it's a, it's a kind of artist project, it's an artist book, it's not an uh, exhibition catalog. Just to have an exhibition catalog, I think, you know, and it's a great thing also about these, you know, digital images are just fine. You know, you don't need, um, and, you know, there's too much. I mean, I love books, you know, and that's why I also wanted to have a huge yeah, bookshelf. You had a custom-made bookshelf. <laughs> exactly, you fill them. But I do also think that there's a lot of, you know, I feel really badly. We get a lot of exhibition catalogs from other artists or artist catalogs. And, you know, and I end up giving them away. I end up giving, we give them to uh, to schools, like some student, you know, curatorial studies. Because we don't, we don't have the place to put them all, you know. All right. So your general position at this point would be printed catalogs that are self-published, let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Not very, not a, not not a worthwhile useful. use. Yeah, you, not, you, it's not, yeah, yeah, we don't. Not a good use of your money and your time and your effort. It'd I like, don't think so, no. Okay, okay. so it should, if, if an institution or something like this is backing it, much more yeah. worthwhile. Absolutely, Okay, yeah. it's a good to know. As far as the future of the arts market do you, what do you, do you have any sort of a no, I don't. prognostication <laughs> I have about absolutely the future? No, prognostication. no, no idea. I mean, I don't think it's going to drastically change one way or the other. I'm always interested because, like, some some people have an opinion. They yeah. believe they know where it's going. Because, like, I, I've been talking to a lot of different people, yeah. like from from residencies to yeah. like what I you know like sort of uh, commercial galleries that just sort of produce and yeah. sell and produce and sell, and they're all about the sales. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's yours, which is more you're very conceptual mm-hmm. and you're very much about again the long plan mm-hmm. of a, of the, the investment of, over time of building reputations. So the question is sort of like. What, what's the what's the next art movement that you think is sort of coming along? Well, I mean, you don't know it until you see until yeah. there's hindsight. some trace. Yeah. You know? Hind- <laughs> there, hindsight there has defines to be the truth. But I mean, I think what uh, has changed is in, uh, over the time that we've had the galleries. When we started the gallery in 2006 and earlier, the Czech Republic had a very very strong post conceptual uh, bent, and you had all the artists who were coming out were sort of like I said, you know, working conceptually, and uh, over the say you know, I'd say the past six years or something, the artists who are coming out of the academies are actually now much more working with a more formalistic sort of material-based, even uh, even figurative, as I said, you know, yeah, Anna Hulacheva, who's just doing fabulous sculpture, we started working with, I don't know, five years ago. 
she was one of um, uh, a young generation of artists that was returning to figurative sculpture. And I'd say she was probably the first at the Academy of Fine Arts. And she got a lot of um, backlash about it because people sort of, you know, nobody was, nobody in the 90s, nobody was doing figurative sculpture. Nobody was doing installation work. Uh, but now you're seeing more and more and more of this. So, I mean, this is kind of, I would say, a trend. You know, people, I mean, you see it across the world, you know, going back to textiles and glass and, you know, all these sort of, like I said, the material is becoming really sort of important. So this is something I think that's happening. If some if something else is sort of like on the horizon, I haven't, I don't know, I can't necessarily say that, you know, jumped out at me sort of an obvious thing but so you're not worrying about that you, you, you as a gallerist don't sit there and go like oh gosh what are the next trends coming we need to be sure to have something to fit that or no th- no, that no you don't work that way no, no 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 i mean like i said it's, it's more like i said again it's just like if the artist is doing some really good interesting work and i mean obviously you know if it's something a little new you know and fresh you know i mean you're looking for that sort of like freshness but you're also looking for the quality and I tend to find that it does, yeah, because I would say Anna Halachova, for me, she really was one of the first artists that she had just kind of like the courage to sort of like continue and do what she was doing, even with a little bit of the criticism, uh, which was impressive, you know, already was impressive. But but at the same time, like, you know, she also did have some really strong backers. And I would say, like, for instance, I do remember Yuzhikovanda telling me that he thought she was like super talented. So um, she had people, you know, supporting her for what she was doing. Well, and and this relationship of of yeah. uh, school to yeah. mentor yeah. to uh, I call it a mentor apprentice relationship almost. So like, uh, it's very common where people here study under like so yeah. under and and that yeah. that name is very important of who people study under. Yeah. Like I tried to teach here, yeah. um, and and when I got hired, they said, "Oh, well, who who did you study under?" Yeah. And I was like, I, "I was in the United States. I studied under a dozen different professors. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a." a mentor but here that's very important well i think in the art world it is as usual i would just even say like it, when we just uh, closed the show of nina byer and john miller and so john miller's an american artist and you know and, and often you say well he studied under baldessari you know because that's sort of interesting well i would yeah, if i studied under baldessari <laughs> i would i would be telling everybody that i, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, but that's yeah. that's to me that's one yeah. of those names that like but, if all, I studied but under, it also i think in some everybody. ways because then it kind of defines you know he's from the l you know he comes from the california school of artists you know so that kind of like puts him in like a definition um and that's what it does here too so i ask students all the time when they say where are you studying they say umpurum I said with who now they can change a lot you know and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're um you know they they might jump around from studio from one studio to the next. yeah that's what I've heard I've heard that yeah. they can study like two or three or even yeah. four dif- different yeah. people over their course yeah. of their studies yeah, yeah. and then sort of by the end of it they sort of yeah. figure out who they basically yeah, learned exactly. the most from kind of thing yeah yeah but or where they belong but it, but it is interesting yeah it's kind of an important you know sort of I should, I should go back to my own education and be like, try and figure out who was my biggest influence. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, but as you're quite right, it's also a different uh, structure here that you, in an atelier, you have one professor, then you might move the atelier and then you'll have another one. But it's not that you have five, you know, you know, five classes in each class, a different uh, uh, professor. I did. No, I know that's what I'm saying. a semester. No, I know that, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know, In the U.S., you had five, you might be... Over, over a year period, you might be studying with five different professors. Here, you're just over studying a year with one. period. I studied with ten different exactly. professors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's a different. And here, you're just in one atelier. You might yeah. jump from ateliers, but you're gonna. When you're in that atelier, that's who you're with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's just different. You're very different. Um, yeah. 
studio yeah. teaching academia yeah. kind yeah. of structure. So I do, I do ask. I mean, it's not like necessary. You know, I'm curious. You know, and mm. sometimes it's obvious, and you know, and then you put it on your resume. They do, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, there's the MGR manager. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, that's what you know. The uh, educational system here, the Art Academy, is six years, mm-hmm. and you and and so you basically graduate with a master's. So MGR means masters. Well, it means managers. I don't know what that where they. Oh, that's why. That's why. Yeah. I, because like yeah. when I, they asked me, they said, "Oh, what do you want your name?" I, I was just like Matthew Doe's MFA. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know there was such a thing as. But yeah. I mean, to me, the only people that put something like that before or after their yeah. name are doctors. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody with a PhD. Well, no, but that's also they like to do that here, even outside of the art world. Everybody's engineer or our manager. Or I don't know what you know. Yeah. But um, but here, yeah, it's six years. You study six years. Okay. So you're basically, you know, it's like in the U.S. You would study four years and two years a master. So the Correct. art academy, you're basically getting, you know. And that gives them an MGR. I don't know if it's an MGR. I think it's an MA. What's an MGR? Well, that's probably something else. Okay. You know? I don't. I don't know. That's why I'm new to this place. I'm yeah. still learning all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That's some other. They might like study at the technical university or something, and they only give out MGRs. I don't know. It's a uh, manager. I don't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm not up on my academia that much. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You're not in the academic industry, yeah. and, and I'm not here either. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, last two little questions yeah. that I ask yeah. every guest. Mm-hmm. You're prepared for these, I believe. I talked to the one of them. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll do the easy one first. Okay. So, uh, if you were to give any sort of recommendation from your own experiences, mm-hmm. some some anecdote, some advice, either through success or failure, mm-hmm. to help somebody. So, for your case, like to help a gallery. Mm-hmm. be more successful in the arts industry what would be your advice to them well I mean I think to um, uh, I think you just need to really work hard I mean I just think it's a really if you want to be successful you just have to be prepared to really work hard you know I mean I think now is it work hard or like work long like long hours because it's not physically demanding kind oh, of work. Are you kidding me? Okay, right. Oh my god, it can be super physically demanding. Okay. I mean, I can't even tell you how many. I mean, we don't go into stories. But, but, oh my well, god, go ahead, go into yeah, a story. Yeah. <laughs> That's what podcasts are all about. Tell us a story. I mean, I remember when. Oh my god, when we were in Miami one year, and we had this huge. I mean, Cammy and I. You know, in the beginning, we did all. We did everything. Everything. Um, it was DIY all the way down the line and we shipped this huge crate to Miami full of artwork and then when we were packing the, uh, the artwork up at the end of the fair I mean I, it's the worst thing trying to get it all back into the crate in the right way that it came out and we didn't have a and then we were putting on the top of it and we didn't have an electric screwdriver we didn't have a drill and we were putting this crate, top of the crate back on with a handheld screwdriver. Right. And I mean, and we couldn't get the holes to line up. And those are really long screws. And those really long screws. And so we were basically by hand drilling a whole, you know, screws back in. Oh my God. The next morning we woke up, every bone in our body was just so sore. And we were the last ones at uh, the fair. They had already turned the air conditioning long off, so we were sweating like pigs. They were turning the lights off. They were dismantling all the walls. And we were sitting there and just going, oh my God, we've 
got to get ourselves an electric screwdriver. <laughs> Never going to fare with that. And yeah, it was sometimes just, it's the simple things. Yeah. And then another time I remember our Basel statements when we did Evo Cotiatico, we did this huge installation and it was so much work. And we, I mean, we were, we were working 12 hours a day to put it up. Uh, and <laughs> Dominique Lang was there helping us. It was Evo Cotiatico. Dominique there, I mean, Dominique, you know, was just so fabulous too. Uh, and he was doing tons of, we were painting these long wooden laths and it was probably about 11 o'clock at night and Cammy sat down, she just kind of went on strike and she went, okay, that's it. I'm not doing anything more. She goes, that's it. I've painted my last lath. And then there's this, at Art Statements, they have this uh, uh, prize for like the best booth. It's called the Balois prize. Mm-hmm. And goes, they fucking better win the Balois prize. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't yeah. win the prize I'm sorry but I just I just loved her and she's like fucking better win the Balwas prize yeah well, was, I mean but this is but this is the kind of stuff that's good to hear because like a lot of people think that the arts world is very glamorous and all these kinds of things yeah. but like it's not oh it's my god we were blood, dirty sweat and, and tears sweaty. it was I mean it was just you know so uh, certainly you know I can't tell you the the art fairs the installation the deinstallation and the packing and the whole thing is super physical you know mm-hmm. super super physical and also the other thing I would say you know learn how to use power tools you know totally learn how to use power tools uh, a lot of times uh, gallerists are actually you know really erecting the art you know I mean constructing it based sure. on you know I've seen um, people putting together you know huge installations and you know uh, yeah, I'm um, a huge fan of the laser levels. Those things yeah. are amazing. I mean, but that's easy peasy compared to some of the stuff we've done. But, they, so, but, that, but that makes life yeah. so easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, can't, yeah. I grew up with, like, a, a bubble level thing you hold on the wall. Like, I mean, yeah. I remember when laser levels came out, and they were super expensive, and they were, like, luxurious. Only museums yeah. had them, you know. Now they're super affordable, and it's yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, that makes life so much easier. So, so, I mean, but so to go back to that, it's like I said, we put on really sort of like major, uh, you know, for 10 days at an art fair, we'd put up a huge, we'd work two days, like nonstop mm-hmm. to put up something. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it's, it's super physical. I mean, like, I mean, if you have the money, of course you can hire someone to do that. But in the beginning, you're not going to have the money. So, um, you know, most likely. And so you have to be, you know, uh, you have to be, if you want to, I think. You know, I mean, I think for sure. us, that was, we were really uh, interested in putting on a really high quality, you know, like they're not going to take you at art statements if you're just you know, too lazy. Well, yeah. I feel like a lot of people from the outside of the art world think that yeah. the art world is just yeah. parties and glamour and yeah. sitting around smoking cigarettes, thinking yeah. about yeah. things. And like, that's all we do. They don't know the, the blood, sweat, tears, the, the sleepless nights of like, yeah. oh my gosh, is this going to work? Oh my gosh, are we going to have the budget for this? Oh my gosh, yeah. is this... Crate going to arrive safely, you know, yeah. at its destination, whatever. And, and, you, and you spend a lot of times, you know, at six o'clock in the morning taking transport, sending stuff. I mean, you know, it's not, people think also, you know, our off our uh, gallery hours are from one to six. And so everybody just thinks, you know, we just sort of stroll on in yeah, at 12 Banker's hours. It's lovely. Yeah, I know. And that, you know, that all morning long, we just are, you know, yeah. I don't know what, you You're know. You're just sipping coffee, yeah. relaxing. I know. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, so is, I, for me anyway, it's really, I just feel like hard work pays off i'm not saying that i work 24 7 but i mean i I really do think that yeah some people might think that the art world is you you, oh it's a lovely job you start at one and you know and then you leave at six and that's it but uh, i said when you're doing an exhibition or you're doing an art fair or something like that you're working as i said you're working 12 hours a day and you're working you know two weeks sort of non-stop 
and that that's kind of what you what you have to do and certainly in the beginning as i said so yeah learn how to use power tools and you know be ready to to you know diy it all the way down the road yeah even if you can afford it you might as well save the money right well, I don't know if you could afford it. I don't know. If you can afford it, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right. And my last question, yeah. my, my sort of fun question is, is that um, part of the idea of the podcast is that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be following the process mm-hmm. of doing myself mm-hmm. where I will be trying to get a piece of my artwork mm-hmm. into the Museum of Modern Art mm-hmm. in New York. And so I'm asking every guest to give me a, a step in the process. Like, what is something you would say that I should do to try to get my work, one piece, not a whole thing, like just Mm -hmm. one piece of my artwork on exhibition in the Museum of Modern Art in New York, and I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And then I'm going to put that into the pot. I'm going to keep people updated on the successes and failures of all the advice that I get. Yeah, I just don't know that that's a question that I can answer. A theory, an idea. It doesn't have to be like a, a, a fact. Get one of the curators of the Museum of Modern Art to come do a studio visit with you. All right. I'm not sure how I can get them to Prague, but okay. I didn't say it was going to be easy. <laughs> it, it's about, I mean, I'll put, uh, it, I'll put it on my list of things and I yeah. will do my best to achieve that yeah. goal because mm-hmm. that is now your advice to me and I will do my best to, to accomplish that. Yeah. Don't know how it would I don't know that, if it's though. my advice to you because again I don't I you know you know when we then we have to go back five steps how are you going to get the mm-hmm, uh, yeah mm-hmm. so but see you've started with a very tall how do I do this yes. yeah well the idea yeah. of the podcast that yeah. I'm trying to do here is basically yeah. like no one person maybe does the, everything. maybe the next question you need to ask someone is how do I get uh, a curator from MoMA to come to a studio visit with me that's your question for the next person then you need to work your way through the whole you know yes well yeah that's what I would suggest so now you've got one suggestion but I've taken you I've from already the got top. six other suggestions yeah. <laughs> I've got seven suggestions okay. you're yeah. the eighth person yeah. I've interviewed okay. or talked to so I've got lots of suggestions okay. <laughs> that I have to do because I have now put it in recording that yeah. I will do these things yeah. even though one of them told me to be arrested so mm-hmm. not going to do that yeah I don't think that's going to make a difference no. a lot no. of people arrested every day and, uh, like back in the 80s that might have worked yeah. 70s but like I don't think anymore not if you don't know the curator yeah unless the curator reads the newspaper of wherever you get arrested and it's got to be a curator who cares and i don't know you know i mean yeah no yeah okay i'm but i could be wrong (laughs) we all could be we all could be wrong exactly yeah and i love that as an ending (laughs) lovely thank you thank you very much for your time